your shot at $1,000 now. Text the word BANK to 200-200. You'll get a text confirming entry plus iHeartRadio info. Standard data and message rates apply. That's BANK to 200-200. Screaming! It's Tuesday. It's your morning ritual. I need the lower. I'm screaming over this. I have no patience for you. Thank you. It's your morning ritual. Me, Gary Lewis, KNSTAM seven ninety two sounds most stimulating talk. There are three things I think you need to know. This is huge, huge, huge. Number one, it turns out there's like not even just like a deep state, but like a secret society that was trying to take out Trump after he won. Uh, that's according to text messages between FBI agent Peter Stroke. And his mistress chick. So, is that kind of a... It's like Eyes Wide Shut, Mistress I hope. chick. Well, yeah. Well, <laughs> I, wouldn't, kind of secret society? I wouldn't think it's like that. And if you've seen what Lisa Page <laughs> looks like, you anyway. So, no. Uh, but this is, this is freaking huge. Like, this is ridiculous what's going on. Second thing that I think you need to know, this is pretty sneaky right here. You're not hearing about this, are you? Uh, that, um, that bill that was signed to fund the government for, like, another few weeks that uh, the Democrats uh, said we give, Right. Are you aware that there's another $31 billion in tax cuts in there? Well, I didn't think you were. You're not really hearing a lot about that now, are you? No, 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 no. Third thing I think you need to know, University of Arizona, where I would guess at least 80%, if not higher, maybe 90% of the faculty, the administration, you know, everybody that works there, you know they uh, backed Hillary and hate Trump, right? I mean, you just know it. That's why it cracks me up that there's a uh, women's gender studies dean, well, at least she was, she was a dean, that is suing the University of Arizona for two million bucks because she wasn't getting paid as much as the men. I thought it was only, you know, like, like the hardcore Trumpian conservative Republican guys that did that kind of stuff. Now we're finding out of the U of A that those Hillary-loving guys that want equal pay for everybody except we're not giving it to you? No way. No way. Yep. Not getting paid. We'll get into that. Three things I think you need to know. Oh, man, there's a lot of stuff we got to get to. Holy smokes. There's, there's just so much here. This is, uh, this is fantastic. Let's start with this. This is, oh, thank you very much, Ryan. I appreciate that. Um, this is really uh, one, of the, one of the craziest things you're going to hear. FBI is supposed to be, like, you know, down the middle, unbiased, you know, just the facts. It's what they're supposed to be, you know? They're like the, uh, the ultimate in, in policing in this country. They'll, you know, the, that's what they are. They... they they do uh, federal police work in that aspect, right? That, that's what they do. Uh, and now it turns out that the FBI, uh, I mean, might be, I mean, so ridiculously compromised. And it might even just be where it's not like they're for Republicans or Democrats. They're just against outsiders. They're against a guy like Trump coming in. Again, let's go back to the story. Peter Stroke, that disgraced FBI agent. By the way, how does he still have a job? Is it that hard to fire people? This guy yeah, still you know has that. a job. I know. And, and then the chick that he's cheating on his wife with, the FBI lawyer, Lisa Page, she still has a job, too. How is this even possible? They still have jobs. Oh, they still have jobs. Um, well, it turns out uh, that text messages have been found. And, and by the way, I, and the more I read about it, the more I hear about it. And the guy from Judicial Watch said it, too. He doesn't buy this thing that the FBI magically lost five months worth of text messages. Uh, they're probably hidden somewhere to try to hope nobody ever sees them. But somebody should find them. Uh, and, uh, and I mean, the FBI already has 50,000 text messages between 
stroking his mistress. And by the way, I don't have a teenager yet. What kind of an adult texts another adult 50,000 times? I'm married to my wife. It'll be 12 years. I'll bet you we have less than like 150 text messages to each other. Who texts? Uh, 50. You know what? You're getting paid way too much money if you have all that time to text someone over. Is it just like emoji faces? You know, like a smiley <laughs> emoji? Like, like the gun emoji? Pizza emoji? Lunch of pizza emoji? I mean, what the hell is going on here? How old are these guys? Peter Stroke is in his 40s or 50s, and so is the chick. She's got to be in her 40s. So they're not millennials co- no, communicating but these, like these, that. No, they, but they, 50,000 text messages, and they claim they lost five months' worth? But they have 100,000? What do you do? You may text an hour, that is? A lot. Yeah. I mean, I'm not going to do the math, but yeah, a lot. Exactly. So apparently uh, there have been text messages collected from these, uh, these two Trump-hating FBI employees where they talk of a secret society. Officials within the FBI apparently met the day after the election of Donald Trump to plot against the president-elect. This is like Banana Republic stuff, man. There's your collusion that everybody wants. Yeah, it ain't Russia. It's uh, it's Obama. It was the Obama FBI. But, I, you know, look, McCain has his hands all over this crap, too. Uh, it's like the establishment of both sides versus an outsider. I mean, th- this is crazy. They're trying to make sure their buddies continue to be president and their buddies continue to be president. And it's like a whole big charade, man. It's. Have you stopped to think about this? This is oh, what we wanted we the entire time. What? Wait, what? We wanted the outsider to come in yes, and do this. To clean up this garbage. And this, we've known, everybody knows that there's, there's yeah. dirtiness happening in yeah. government. And here it is. Yep. And who's Trump? He's the janitor. He got the worst job in the building to do the dirtiest job in yeah, the building. Yeah, it's true. To and clean he's gonna it all do, up. He's going to do it. Need some empowered water. <laughs> um, all right, so I want you to... It's true. I want, let's start with uh, Trey Gowdy. Congressman Trey Gowdy, one of the good guys. Number three. Trey Gowdy uh, talking on Martha McCallum's show about these texts and about something with uh, Comey and Obama. Just listen to this. Here we go. Well, these texts are incredibly important, Martha, for a number of reasons, uh, both what's there and what's not there. So lay aside this glaring five-month gap in texts that the world's premier law enforcement agency somehow missed. Lay that aside. What we have seen, what Johnny and I saw today, was a text about not keeping text. We saw more manifest bias against President Trump all the way through the election into the transition. And I saw an interesting text that Director Comey was going to update the President of the United States about an investigation. I don't know if it was a Hillary Clinton investigation, because remember, that had been reopened in the fall of 2016, or whether it was the Trump investigation. I just find it interesting that the head of the FBI was going to update the President of the United States, who at that point would have been President Obama. Yeah, that would have been pretty bad, huh? Comey's going to update Obama on the latest on the Hillary investigation. A, a secret society? Dude, we, we literally have um, our own FBI trying to literally take out Trump. I mean, th- this is craziness. Our own government. It, and who knew about it? You know they all knew about it. Is this they proof of, to of the uh, Illuminati as well? I don't know. Now we're Come going on, somewhere. man. I, secret societies. Yeah, I know. And they claim that Jay-Z is a member of the Illuminati. No, so not. get the hell out of here. You he's know? a puppet. Well, he just helps promote it. You might. You might. We'll give you a vote, uh, Jay-Z. I don't know if it's Illuminati, but listen, you know, they didn't do this when Obama became president. 
the second Bush, Bill Clinton, anybody else. They didn't do it. I don't know. We don't know what because we didn't have the same way to uh, display information, share information when Reagan was president. But you know, the out the the out the uh, insiders wanted Reagan out too. Um, now. I was thinking that, but it's like this boys club or girls club or just club. It's this elitist club, and they think they should rule the world. They, that's why they're not that heartbroken when their side loses, loses a presidential election or something else, because they're it's all, all the in it together. Side. It is. I know. It's crazy, isn't it? Illuminati. Will you stop with that? Uh, let's go with uh, some more. Um, let's do number five first. Real quick, John Ratcliffe, Congressman John Ratcliffe, standing right next to Trey Gowdy in the interview. Listen to what he said. We knew that Strzok and Page had an intense anti-Trump bias, uh, and that's okay so long as they check it at the door right. and do their job. But we learned today in, in the thousands of text messages that we reviewed that perhaps they may not have done that. There's certainly a factual basis to question whether or not they acted on that bias. We, you're, we know about this insurance policy that was referenced in trying to prevent uh, Donald Trump from becoming president. We learned today about information that after, in the immediate aftermath of his election, that there may have been a secret society of folks within the Department of Justice and the FBI to include Page and Strzok that would be working against him. I'm not saying that actually happened, but when folks speak in those terms, uh, they need to come forward to explain the context with which they use those terms. Yep. I'm telling you, I mean, it's, it's secret society. You have that memo about the FISA abuse. Like, it's all going to hit the fan, and it better hit the fan. I know people are like, well, you know, nothing ever happens. Nothing ever happens. You know why? What? You know why? Why? Because they're all in it together. This is proof. Well, I mean, not not every single one, a lot of them. Trey Gowdy, I mean, some Republicans are trying to get to the bottom of this. You know what's even even creepier? What? The Simpsons keep predicting all this stuff. We don't, 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 don't. Donald Trump would be, but remember the Stonecutter song? No. They run. Springfield. What does it say, Trump? <laughs> well, he's actually president in one of the episodes. Is he? Yeah, yeah. Well, this is like oh, years good. ago. Crazy. Good. Crazy. I'm telling on? you, man. I'm telling you. Oh, 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 oh. This, is, this is insanity. There's like some serious garbage dropping right in front of us. Some serious garbage. Uh, there's one more we'll get to, uh, Trey Gowdy comments on the secret society. We'll get that on the other side. Also, uh, the NFL has denied, um, the army, the army says the NFL censored an ad army vets say the NFL censored an ad. They wanted to take out, uh, they wanted to run actually during the super bowl. NFL says it's too political. Oh yeah. Do you hear about this? We'll get to that as well. Don't you go anywhere. Uh, it's your morning ritual with me, Garrett Lewis. KNST AM 792, Tucson's most stimulating talk. talk. It's cold outside. 629, thank you for hanging out. 32 outside right now, but it's going to be about 67 or so. So I'm told. Right now we're supposed to hit 80 next Monday, but that will be wrong because it always is, which is why you should never believe that in 80 years we're going to be two degrees warmer and the glaciers will melt because they have no idea what the hell the weather is going to be in two weeks. It's going to be 85. Well, one week. They get they have an estimate. 85, you want? You can put uh, some money on this. But then it's going to drop down to 69 next one. Anyway, so we have that. <laughs> so uh, it's going to be uh, chilly. All right. Hey, by the way, go to KNST.com, the contest page. I want you to win tickets to Arizona Museum's History on Tap. It's beer. It's food. 
its history. It's pretty cool. If you have if never been, even if you have been to the Arizona History Museum, it's down near the U of A off a of second, right on second, actually. Uh, big event coming up this Saturday night, 6 to 9 p.m., 40 bucks. Is is what it generally costs. You could win the tickets. Gets you a souvenir drinking mug or a tasting mug. Uh, Ten drink tickets. You get food. You get it into the museum. Local breweries, local food, all there. KNST.com. Go to the contest page, and I hope you win. Let's play the last Trey Gowdy real fast. The last one. It is uh, number four. Uh, Martha McCallum goes, oh, Secret Society. Huh? He, uh, Congress, you'll hear her say it. Congressman Gowdy, you want to say anything about this? Listen to this. Here we go. There may have been a secret society of folks within the Department of Justice and the FBI to include Page and Strzok that would be working against him. I'm not saying that actually happened, but when folks speak in those terms, uh, they need to come forward to explain the context with which they use those terms. Uh, Congressman Gowdy, do you want to expound on the secret society idea? Sure, I wish I could. I wish I'd been the one who either sent that text or received it. You have this insurance policy in the spring of 2016, and then the day after the election, the day after what they really, really didn't want to have happen, there's a text exchange between these two FBI agents, these two supposed to be objective, fact-centric FBI agents saying, perhaps this is the first meeting of the secret society. So, of course, I'm going to want to know what secret society are you talking about, because you're supposed to be investigating objectively the person who just won the electoral college so yeah i'm gonna want to know oh baby yeah so the secret society is out there we'll have more on this uh coming up we'll get to the uh the nfl not letting the army vet group run an ad on super bowl sunday (laughs) it's too political the nfl saying something is too political you gotta love that uh so we have that uh, and also, I just we got to also get to the fact that I mean, this is a huge win for Trump. Huge win. This government shutdown. The Republicans aren't used to winning. I put this on my Facebook page yesterday. I'll get to it. Facebook.com/slash Garrett Lewis Radio. Like it and follow it, please. Uh, they are winning. They need to run with this. Jeff Flake's a moron. Can't let him all of a sudden want to get involved and try to get in on this amnesty push. Uh, because also, by the way, there is a new poll: Hispanics and Blacks. What do they think about the Trump immigration policy? We'll get to that as well. Don't go anywhere. And it's 710 this morning. Uh, one of our listeners apparently was robbed. He, uh, his mother's house was robbed. Uh, called the police. Called Tucson police. You won't believe what happened. Called Tucson police. Said, I see my stuff and the guys that stole it. They're right in front of me. Wait till you hear what happened with that as well. That's 710. Here's the latest on KNST from Fox. Getting to work and realizing you know more than everyone else feels good. The Morning Ritual with Garrett Lewis is on KNST AM 790, Tucson's most stimulating talk. Ah, yes. Three things I think you need to know at 639. Uh, Number one. Uh, Some more texts, lots of texts, were uh, discovered between the disgraced FBI agent Peter Stroke and his mistress chick. And apparently more texts were uh, talked about that the... The FBI has some kind of secret society. They met the day after Trump won the election. They met to plot. The secret society met to plot to take down Trump. People need to answer for this. This is huge. I mean, really, it is huge. Uh, Second thing that I think you need to know, this is actually another one. I'm going to put this one up there. I'm already changing my mind of the three things. 81%. Of Americans want less immigration. Oh, yeah. This is a Harvard-Harris poll. 81% of Americans want 1 million or fewer legal immigrants to the U.S. per year. 
Wow. That's a big deal. And they want jobs. They want wages up. We don't need a bunch of immigrants right now because we don't have the jobs for them. It's really, it's really that simple. Third thing, I think you need to know, a former U of A women's studies dean has filed a $2 million lawsuit against uh, the Arizona Board of Regents. She claims that she is a victim of gender pay discrimination. And I just wonder, how can that be at the U of A? Where you know they loved Hillary. You know they believed everything she said. Oh, equal pay, equal pay, equal pay, blah, 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 equal pay. And then they're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then they don't even do equal pay at the U of A in this situation. Oh, you got to love the hypocrisy, don't you? Yes, we think that we should have uh, the Paris Climate Accord. But, of course, I drive a gigantic SUV that guzzles gas. and Uh-huh. Big home that uses lots of electricity. Mm-hmm. Three things I think you need to know. Uh, that is a phenomenal story. I, and, of course, maybe I was also thinking, is the women's study dean really worth as much as other deans? Because it's not just because it's a women's thing. No, no, no. It's because what the hell do you do for a living after that? Like, I mean, shouldn't you be, but you, I, I believe you get paid based on what you produce, right? On the revenue you produce. And if you teach something that doesn't get any jobs for the students, I mean, what do you major in? Women's studies. Awesome. You're going to be uh Angry woman, mad at men, march in a march, yeah, march in a vagina hat. I don't, I don't know. I don't. What exactly are you going to do with that? Work at Starbucks? I don't. No, that's okay though. That's okay. That's okay. So yeah, U of A. Why does U of A hate women? <clears throat> Rich Rod, you have this. I who knows what's going on with Rich Rod? And it. <clears throat> I'll, I'll, I'll stop. I'll stop. Right, just for the second. But I'll continue. All right, uh, Super Bowl Sunday is coming up. You going to watch? You know, people just want to have parties, just have parties. It's more of a gathering. Nobody really pays a lot of attention to the game that much. Or maybe, uh, whatever. Uh, but there's a story from the Army Times. Am Vets, Am Vets, says the NFL censored its ad against flag protests. I mean, what do you expect the NFL to do? But this is too much. They They really... The NFL, it's their own fault. They back themselves into a corner. They say this is corporate censorship, which, by the way, that's really a stupid term. They're allowed to censor anything they want. The only uh, entity that can't censor you is the government. So this whole thing, uh, you know, you're violating my First Amendment rights. No, it's only the government that, that, that can't restrict your free speech. If your boss says you can't say something, you can't say something. So anyway, um. Apparently, AMVETS officials are decrying corporate censorship The because they say the NFL is not letting them run an ad in the Super Bowl that responds to the league's players kneeling for the national anthem in protest of who knows what. It says they're national equality issues. I don't even know what they're doing. Uh, the ad, which would have cost the veterans organization $30,000, features the hashtag, hashtag please stand. And it shows pictures of service members saluting the American flag and how you can donate to this organization. Group leader said NFL officials refused to include the ad in the Super Bowl. They didn't say why. They didn't say why. Um, freedom of speech works both ways. People from this organization said censorship, blah, blah, blah. Uh, however, in a statement, NFL Vice President of Communications Brian McCarthy said, the Super Bowl game program is designed for fans to commemorate and celebrate the game. Players, teams, and the Super Bowl. I guess it was going to be in, their, yeah, in the program, not on TV, but in the program. 
He says, it's never been a place for advertising that can be considered by some as a political statement. Yet all the NFL was this whole year was a gigantic political statement. And it, again, I, the NFL is stuck between a rock and a hard place, but I don't feel bad for them. They created it. So it's just funny. They're like, listen, we can't have political ads while our players take a knee in protest of the country, abuse, the police. What was the other stuff Dante Stallworth said? Uh, like uh, uh, equal housing and pay and you didn't want the pay gap. And yeah, that's exactly what they were doing. The pay gap. Sure. Right. Whatever. So, oh yeah, we have that. Oh, you want to play that one just for old time's sake? Dante Stallworth, former NFL player who killed a guy, by the way, killed a guy and then went back into the league. Uh, listen to this. Here we go. So the players have been really have been working really hard on this. And the number one stated goal was to bring awareness to a lot of these issues. And again, it's a it's a broad uh, it, it's a it's a broad spectrum of issues. Again, it's not just police. It's not just brutality um, and, and police uh, and community policing. It's also, again, from what I what I'm hearing from players that are directly involved in these talks, they're telling me it's also about. Uh, the, the gender pay gap. It's also about housing discrimination. They have so many things that they're interested in and that, that they advocate for that they want the NFL to take ownership in and help be able to use the NFL's platform, not just the players' platform, but also the NFL's platform. And that is uh, that is what I'm, what, from what I'm hearing, oh, right. is going to be a big part of the conversation. Right, 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 right. Yeah, I don't buy it. I don't buy it uh, at all. Um... It's another win for Trump, by the way. It's another huge win for Trump. Okay. Uh, and, and this, by the way, is another huge win. Trump literally didn't blink. Did you hear that uh, Chuck Schumer, speaking of the big win yesterday, and I predicted it right before the end of the show, didn't I? Yeah, you did. That the, the Dems yes. are in a cave because there's no, this is looking really bad that they're looking out for legal aliens instead of Americans, right? Um, it's, uh, it's a huge win because, again, Republicans are always the ones caving. They followed Trump's lead this time. It's huge. And guys like Jeff Flake are out there already saying, oh, this is just great because now we can get back to the, uh, the, the the debate of amnesty for DEC. And, uh, excuse me? Let him think that. I know. That's I fine. know. And they're not going to get any of that. You're right. You're, but it just, I'm like, this dude is just so jacked up in the head. You think that this is really what it's about. This is all you care about. Right? Well, there's that. In- Do you like salad? That's a good one. I Jeff Flake tweeted almost uh, a day ago, right before they voted. I'm confident that the Senate. W- w- I'm confident that with the Senate vote at noon today, we can reopen the government and lay the groundwork for a DACA solution. It's all you care about. Nineteen hours ago, now the agreement has been reached to keep government open. The real work begins now. The continuing resolution will expire on February eighth. Need to get broader agreement on DACA legislation and prepare for Florida. It's all he cares about. He is obsessed, obsessed with this. He's not right in the head. There's something wrong with this guy. There's a lot wrong with this guy. I mean, it, he's either he's bought off, but he's not loaded. Like, he's not one of those that's yet. worth millions. Yeah. I know, I know, yet. I, 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 yeah, I know, I know, like, I know. Whatever his, whatever his plans after he gets out of office. You know, you uh, know? That's I mean, why he's trying out, maybe. It's why he's doing all this. To I'll be the Republican guy that rips Trump for you on MSNBC. Hire me, hire me, hire me. Which I think exa- is exactly what it's going to happen. It's like 2020. Dude, I hope that guy runs. <laughs> I want to see, again, that is the ultimate. It'd be like National Geographic when the lions chase around that poor zebra. That's That would be Trump. would be the big lion just rips him apart. And I'm okay with that. I'm okay with that, right? Uh, so we have that. All right, so that's the latest. Uh, and again, $31 billion in tax cuts thrown into that 
If the Democrats never shut down the government, we, would, we wouldn't have that extra $31 billion in tax cuts. <laughs> it's such a win. It's, a, it's another win that he will not get the extreme uh, uh, credit for. Uh, and again, for, apparently it came out of the weekend that Chuck Schumer offered, he told Trump, I will give you the whole wall. We will pay for the wall in exchange for DACA. And apparently he was like, well, Chuck, I'm going to need more than that. Because that's what you do when it's the art of the deal. That's what you Well, Chuck, that sounds good and stuff. But I had more things in mind, too. Uh, watch out. I think this is, uh, this is pretty good. Did you hear any of the uh, Pelosi speech? They're changing the, the title of these guys. They're going back to Dreamer. Yeah, they're saying Dreamer instead of DACA, and they're yeah. going DACA and Dreamer trying to conflate the two and confuse the two. And yeah. it's, uh, it's, it's, pretty, it's pretty bad. It's pretty pathetic. Uh, and and um, I, it, people get frustrated. By the way, let's, I got a quick uh, California story I'll get to. Did you hear about the Uber driver in California? Did you hear about the Uber? This is, this is a big deal. Uh, this Uber driver in California, and I'll give you more uh, coming up. Apparently, um, he has raped at least four women, and he's here illegally. How does an illegal alien become an Uber driver? Only in California. I'll give you details on this. It's coming up. Again, 710 this morning. Uh, he got this, uh, this listener of ours. He told us a story, wrote us an email. I talked to him yesterday. Uh, his... Mother's house was robbed, called TPD. You won't believe how long it took him to respond. And then when he called TPD and he's like, I see the guys with my stuff. The response that was given. Maybe Chief Magnus can earn his paycheck here and actually respond to this guy. We'll get to it at 710. KNST AM 790, Tucson's most stimulating talk. Your shot at $1,000 now. Text the word WIN to 200-200. You'll get a text confirming entry plus IHR radio info. Standard data and message rates apply. That's WIN to How you doing? What's up? It's 7.08 on this Tuesday, January 23rd, and it is your morning ritual with me, Garrett Lewis, on KNST AM 790, Tucson's most stimulating talk. There are three things that I think you need to know. A huge story emerging again from these texts. Not only are 50,000 texts missing, allegedly, I think somebody's hiding them, between the, uh, as Trump tweeted out, the FBI lovers, Stroke and Lisa Page, Apparently, there's a secret society, not with all FBI agents, but with the uh, the top management, the brass, a secret society. Apparently, there were texts, and uh, Trey Gowdy and some other members of Congress saw them, where FBI uh, bigwigs were saying they uh, the secret society basically has to meet. They plotted to meet. They plotted the day after. They met the day after Trump won the election to try to plot to take him down. A secret society showing lots of bias. Uh, from the FBI, which they're supposed to be unbiased. So that's a that's a big deal right there. It's a huge deal. 
Second thing that I think you need to know, big poll coming out, uh, Harvard-Harris poll, shows 81% of Americans want less legal immigration. Uh-oh, yep, less legal immigration. That's kind of a big deal. Same poll has Trump's approval rating among Hispanics at 45%. Third time, his approval rating is at 45% among Hispanics. But he's racist and stuff is what you hear, right? Right? It's, yeah. Uh, so you have that. <clears throat> um, and by the way, his, uh, he's being more trusted by Hispanics and blacks when it comes to immigration. The Republicans are, at least. And it's all thanks to Trump. Uh, third thing that I think you need to know, uh, University of Arizona, where, you know, I would say, what, 80, 90 percent. And if you work there, you can probably tell me and you can tweet me, write me an email, whatever. Um, most of the faculty, most, I would say, again, at least 80 percent of the people that work there, especially the bigwigs at the U of A, loved Hillary and hated Trump. Yet there is a major lawsuit going on right now. A former dean, a female, she was in charge of the Women's Gender Studies Program, which Produces zero jobs. Anyway, she says that she was not paid the same as men. She was a victim of gender pay discrimination, and she's now suing for $2 million. And I'm surprised that in a a, a place like the University of Arizona, where they pride themselves on hating Trump and loving Hillary and equal rights for everybody and being nice and stuff, that they would not pay women equally. Right? I'm surprised by that. Three things I think you need to know. So uh, we've gotten uh, some information from a listener. William. We're not going to use his last name. Just his first name, William. Uh, William uh, was a victim of a burglary, or his mother was. or his, uh, He'll tell you this story. But apparently his uh, brother is buying his mother's house, and it was robbed. And they called TPD, and we'll pick it up from there. Um, are we doing both? Well, just one line, right? Oh, yeah, okay. William, thank you for telling your story here on KNST. How you doing this morning? Uh, pretty good, Jared. Thanks for having us. Um, I'm sitting here with my brother, Robert. Hey, Hello. okay. Hi, Robert. How you doing? Um, good. Okay, let's start with William first, though. Uh, do you want to tell, tell the story real quick? Okay, you're, you were at your mother's home, right? So, yeah, my brother uh, purchased my mom's home, uh, and she's currently in a group home. And we're kind of fixing it up so he can move in. Um, last week on Tuesday, um, he got robbed. So at 10 o'clock in the morning, he calls the TPD. And at 5 o'clock p.m., uh, they finally showed up to do some fingerprints and uh, uh, give a report. Okay, wait a second, wait a second. So they took a couple things. So you called it, or your brother called it, ten o'clock in the morning on Tuesday, January sixteenth, and seven hours later, TPD shows up. Seven hours. Now, what what do you do? Do you just like get to the house at ten o'clock in the morning and realize somebody broke in? What what did it look like? What was the scene? Uh, yeah, the the place was in the shambles. It was uh, they they pulled the window out of the back area. That's the only area that doesn't have wrought iron on it. And uh, they um, came into the house and just just tore into everything. They everything was opened, every cupboard, every drawer, every box, every everything was out and on the floor. Just you know, just ransacked really bad. Okay. And they, they they took a lot of stuff. So you called nine one one. 
Yes, I called the police 911, called the police department. Uh, and what they tell waited. you? I waited and I waited and I waited. I kept calling and calling and said, hey, you know, is anybody ever going to come? And, and uh, they said, well, they're extremely busy right now, but uh, we will send someone. But I, I never got anybody. You know, it was like seven hours later, uh, a female officer came. She was really nice. But she said she was out uh, giving parking tickets, and I guess that's where they pulled her from. And uh, uh, she was very helpful. But, uh, I mean, two hours later after, you know, taking swabs and fingerprints and information of what was stolen, um, you know, I mean, that's all I got. I got a police uh, case number and uh, and. Uh, sheet of paper saying, here, write anything else down that might have been stolen and, and uh, mail it in. Wow. Um, so so she showed up and she said, I'm sorry, I was I was writing parking tickets. She was assigned to write parking tickets, like a meter maid. And I guess okay. they, they need to make money. And, they, they, you know, they're broke and they're raising taxes in the city of Tucson. So hang on a second. When you, when you kept calling the Tucson Police Department back saying, is anybody coming? What's going on? What's that? They just told you they're busy? Yeah, they told me we're extremely busy right now, and uh, and you know I, I asked them. I said, "Well, what is it? Do you have only four officers on this side of town, or what? You know, I mean, there's plenty of precincts." And she said, "Well, you know, we do have seventy officers employed in the South Side area." And uh, I said, "Well, are all of them busy? And what's going on?" And uh, they ended up uh, just saying, "Well, you know, they're extremely busy right now. They have other calls." you know, that are more important than your call right now. That are, And uh, we will send someone as soon as we can free someone up. Wow. All right. Uh, you're listening to a couple of brothers, William and Robert, whose uh, mother's home uh, that Robert bought uh, and he was fixing up was robbed, calls TPDs on KNST AIM 790. So that happened, and they basically said, all right, you know, we'll get back to you if we find something, and they, and they just left, right? Exactly. Okay. So then it gets even... More insane. What happened the next day? So on the 17th, uh, which is the next day, you know, the 16th, we had you know, kind of boarded up the windows and kind of tightened up the house again. Uh, and then the next day, uh, I got called about 4 o'clock p.m. Uh, from a neighbor saying that the gate was open again. And he went into the back and the window was broken again. And uh, my brother had gotten robbed again for the second time in a row. So uh, we we kind of looked through the house, uh, talked to some neighbors. Our neighbor actually about 3 p.m. earlier that day uh, had called the Tucson Police Department, saw kids walking down the street with computers and stands, called the police, said, hey, it looks like somebody's being robbed. And the TPD told her that, you know, you just can't call police on people that are carrying equipment down the road. Uh, it, <laughs> pretty much mind your own business. Wow. Okay, hang on. And just to describe it, these were just teenagers literally like walking down the road carrying monitors and hard drives and computer stuff like keyboards? That's right. Right hmm. down the middle of the road. Ah, it's what you see every day. I mean, especially, you know, <laughs> you know who, who doesn't just carry random stuff? Yeah. I mean, I mean, why wouldn't that be suspicious, right? Um, so, okay, so, go ahead. So, um, 
Well, we, you know, this time they ransacked it yet again. Uh, obviously, like I said, broke the window, yeah. took a, everything. You know, ripped ripped TVs off the wall, busted the wall up, ripped all the TVs, any equipment that was there. So all the tools, every tool that I had over there, they took everything. Wow. So one of one of the distinctive markings on one of his pressure washers, we followed out the back of the desert. And we saw which way it was going. So we kind of walked through the neighborhood, my brother and I and my son, and we found our equipment at an apartment complex about a block away. Kind of walked to the side, called the police department, and said, hey, our equipment's at the apartment. We've already called 911. We want you guys here so we can get our equipment back. We see our equipment. We see the kids that have it. But we need we need some police support. And what happened then? It never happened. Yeah, we we went there and we uh, surveillance the whole place. We were there for like three hours, just waiting on a police officer to show up. I don't know. I I must have called at least ten times to them, tell them I need someone now. They're here. They're moving our stuff right now. We could see them, you know, but we can't. I mean. I asked you, do we take our, you know, our justice in our own hands and run in there and go take what we got, you know, of, of my stuff back? Or, oh, no, don't do not do that. And said, of course not, because you'll probably arrest me for it's, doing that. Yeah, then they'll show up. So, so right, right, right. You know, so hang on a second. So you're positive that it was your stuff that they had? Ab- yes. Absolutely positive. Yeah. And you're literally, I mean, how many times did you call... Tucson police, <laughs> like called, that day. I called probably about seven times. My brother, brother probably called about ten times. And were wow. they, were they, was their attitude like, all right, you're annoying already, or were uh, they helpful? Yeah, or? they finally passed this to the sergeant that was on duty that day, and she said, I'm sorry, we're in a barricade situation. Uh, we can't help you. So I called back to the dispatcher, and I said, look, uh, we need some support over here. Pass us through to the sheriff's department or another precinct. Oh no, that's our that's our area of operations. We cannot pass you on to another precinct. So, well, you, you know, you're not helping us. <laughs> so somebody needs to help us, uh, but they wouldn't transfer our call. As a matter of fact, I even talked to a lieutenant the next day from the TPD, and he said the dispatcher did exactly right. He wasn't supposed to pass me to another precinct, which doesn't make sense if they can't support the precinct that they're supposed to in their area of operations. So they did everything right. You just, you have to basically sit there and suffer and not get your stuff back. So did they eventually, I mean, what happened? Okay, so you're watching these guys for three hours. Where did they eventually go? Did they just leave? They just take your stuff and go somewhere else? So we found out, we found out later, we saw that same distinctive path out the back side of the apartment building. Yeah. So about after after watching the front of the apartment building for about three hours and finally realizing that the police department is not going to help us at all, we we walked around the apartment building looking to see if there's any other outlets, and we saw the trail of our equipment going out the back of the apartment. <laughs> wow. All right. So you called them over and over and over. Did they ever show up at all? Yeah, they showed up at twelve midnight. I had already, my brother and I had already went to the house, and we said, well, they ain't coming. So so we cleaned up, and, um, you know, we did as best we could at that time. And then I, 
I parked my car in a, in a different area so they wouldn't know that my car was there and I stayed in the house there. But, you know, the officers finally showed up at 12 midnight. What they say? Up. They called me up and said, hey, um, um, we're down the street. Um, you know, is someone there? I said, yes, I'm here. You know, and he says, well, we, we want to come and write the report. And I asked, well, what for? So, you know, it's, you know, they're already gone with all our stuff. What do you, what do you want? He's like, well, do you want me to either come and write the report or do you want me just to go to another uh, uh, call? I said, well, you know, you wow. can come and write the report. So, so he was so, officers, so hang on, so he, said, so he was a bit attitudinal. Like, do you want me to do my oh, job? Yeah. Or? Okay. And so when he, when him and another officer showed up and came in, the young one was very arrogant. He was, you know, he's like, look, I'm not going to go there and we're not going to go there anymore. Either, you know, you want me to write this report or we'll just leave right now. You know, and I'm like, well, go ahead and write the report. Wow. Look, this is what they did, you know, but you can't see anything now. We cleaned it up. But you could see the broken window. You could see, you know, the, the holes in the wall. You could see, you know, there's nothing here anymore. You know, so, so he that's, gave me a case number and a, and a piece of paper also that's saying if you see anything or, or uh, uh, missing that you didn't mention, then write it on this and send it in. That was all I got. Did you ever talk uh, the next day or anything to anybody up? Uh, in, in, like, the management or one oh, of the bosses of TPD? Yeah. That night, actually, uh, I, I left. I went back to my house probably about 11 p.m., and I wrote a, I wrote a letter to Mayor Rothschild, and uh, I have yet to actually get a response back from his office. Um, I did get a, and I explained to the mayor, you know, the issues that we're having with the Tucson Police Department and their lack of response time and support in, in that area. Um, the only thing I've gotten was a call from the lieutenant at the Tucson Police Department the next day saying, uh, we supported you as best as we could. Sorry. I know it's not an, an excuse, but sorry. So that's, that's it. That's about as much support we've got from the city. Wow, and uh, they just got a uh, a sales tax increase to cover things that they need, uh, you know, paid for. So, man, of course, man, and yeah. I mean, I, I listen. I attribute this to uh, I attribute this to the leadership, and it starts at the top. You know, and it seems Absolutely. like the chief of police is more excited about uh, uh, Jeff Flake ripping Trump and uh, uh, transgender people in the army or something like that. You know, just do your job. So, I mean, I wonder if, if you would reach out to uh, Chief Magnus, see if he'll get back to you, you know. If you tell, okay. him, if you tell him that you're transgender, he'll get back to you. <laughs> I'm sorry, I can't do that, Gary. <laughs> it's 2018, just say it. You don't have to mean it. You just have to say it. Um, listen, guys, I'm sorry that you got robbed like that. I am sorry that this stuff happened, but I, I think it needs to get out because, uh, you know, um, taxes were raised. The city council needs to hold the chief uh, accountable. I mean, you're the boss. You're the taxpayer. You foot the bill. They they Correct. work for you. And and this this is not good. This is not good enough. Yeah, this is well, not good enough. For, thanks for listening to us, Garrett, and uh, putting us out there. Uh, I appreciate that. You got and it. And maybe we'll get some kind of response. Well, if you do, can you please let me know? You you got that. Positive Absolutely. or negative? If it's positive and they want to make up for it, great. If it's negative, I want to hear about that as well. Okay. 
Okay. All thank, right. I appreciate thank, it. Thank you, gentlemen. Have a great day. Sorry about that. All right. Thank you. Take care. Um, and we'll even put that up on the uh, the iHeartRadio channel. iHeartRadio.com. Search Garrett Lewis. It'll be up there by lunchtime, Ryan. I'll put it up uh, also on my page at KNST.com. I'll share it on my Facebook and Twitter, Facebook.com slash Garrett Lewis Radio. Like it and follow it at Garrett Lewis on Twitter. Please like it. Uh, please follow it there. I'm going to put it out there. And I, I, I tweeted at Chris Magnus before this, by the way. Um, I, I tweeted at him. Hopefully he could listen and, and react. It's up to you, Chief. You know where we are, Oracle and Fort Lowell. You're more than welcome to come in here or call at 880-KNST, 880-5678. Your reaction, you can call, you can tweet me, you can email. It is up to you. Morning Ritual, Garrett Lewis, KNST, AM790, Tucson's most stimulating talk. 740, thanks for hanging out. Three things I think you need to know. Number one, all these text messages between these uh, FBI agents and their lovers and their lawyers and whatever else. Uh, apparently, it shows there was a there is a secret society. No joke. There is a secret society. FBI Page and Stroke, these two people, the guy Peter Stroke and his uh, mistress, Lisa Page, they referenced in their text a, the FBI secret society that met the day after the election to plot against President Trump. That is a big flipping deal. Second thing that I think you need to know, 81% of Americans want fewer, want less, I should say, immigration. 81%, a new Harvard-Harris poll, 81%. By the way, Trump's approval rating with Hispanics in this poll, 45%. 45%. And there was another poll that was done, morning consult poll for Politico, showing that uh, blacks and Hispanics are, are starting to trust Trump more on immigration. As a matter of fact, um, more people trust Republicans for immigration than Democrats for the first time I, that I could ever remember. 41 to 40%. Uh, and I think it was like 20% uh, or 90% don't know, which generally is Trump people that don't want to admit it. Pretty cool stuff. A uh, third thing I think you need to know, uh, U of A hit with another lawsuit, or at least the Arizona Board of Regents, a former U of A dean, women and gender studies, a woman, uh, claims that she is a victim of gender pay discrimination. She didn't get paid as much as the guys. I'll get into details in the next hour of this. Uh, and this is crazy to me. And there's actual facts to back it up. Yet the U of A, you know all these people voted for Hillary, and she's all about gender equality and pay equality and all this equality. And and then they and then these uh, these hypocritical libs, what do they do? Well, they're hypocrites. How about that? How could they? It's a bastion of everything that's good in the world over at the U of A. How could they screw over these, this woman? Well, they did. Uh, three things I think you need to know. Now, we just had that incredible uh, phone call from these two brothers that, that said that uh, their house was robbed. Their mother's house robbed. They just bought the house from the mother to help pay for her to be in a home. And, and it was robbed two days in a row. TBD took seven hours to come the first day. Uh, the next day, they, they were told by TBD were too busy. Then they tracked where the, the, the guys stole the, that stole the stuff, brought it. And they said, we see the guys with our stuff. And TBD said, we're too busy. We're too busy. That's incredible, isn't it? So did this happen to you? Anything like this ever happened to you? 880-KNST, 880-5678. Uh, and one of the reasons I bring this up, and I, I tweeted at Chief Magnus, I mean, where's the return on investment? You're a taxpayer. You, you pay a lot of money in taxes. It goes to the police. Why isn't Magnus accountable? Or maybe the people on the city council and the mayor are okay with it. They don't care. 
And Magnus doesn't care. I got a tweet here. I had a very similar experience with TPD as the, uh, the listener did. Almost identical, but it was not at home. It was at my work. Uh, I'm going to tell the guy to call in and share right now. Just because you're working doesn't mean you don't. I mean, just stop working. Who cares? It's a job. Hang on. John had an experience like that. John, welcome to KNST. Hello. Hi there, Garrett. How are you doing? All right. Um, this one is, I think, much more serious, and I just want to preface it with uh, the fact to let people know I contacted Kazajik's office and uh, also talked with the police dispatcher and another police officer. Mm-hmm. But it's the school principal's story at the end that I think will make people's eyes and hopefully their ears listen and maybe do some action here. Okay. What happened was uh, a couple weeks, about three weeks ago, I was uh, walking in my neighborhood and a transient approached me. And uh, we got within uh, maybe uh, 20 feet, and he started yelling and cursing at me. Uh, you know, I tried to, uh, to disengage, but he kept, uh, you know, the same dis- yeah, As I tried to walk away, he kept following me. So at f- some point, I finally stopped, and I thought, okay, you know, this went on for about three or four minutes, and I pulled out my uh, cell phone and uh, called 911, Uh, That only escalated the situation. Now he started, uh, you know, adding new uh, issues that he had with me, uh, and he started circling me. So uh, he was yelling so loud I couldn't hear the dispatcher uh, half the time, and I had to keep asking him to repeat it. And what I did get, you know, what's the description? Is he carrying a knife or a gun? Uh, you know, and then finally the guy uh, said, uh, you need to disengage. And I said, I can't disengage. He's circling me. And I said, please don't hang up. Uh, you know, I need your police officer. You know, I think I said something to the fact, you know, I know I said, please don't hang up. Uh, my thinking was, you know, let the police officers who come in on the scene have an idea of what the hell's going on. Um, and so I waited and uh, waited. No police arrived. This guy's still circling me. And finally, the neighborhood, people in the neighborhood started coming out. And uh, fortunately, I happened to be across the street from a friend. And as they came out, it distracted him. And so she motioned me over to her yard. Um, I'm sorry, let me drop back. While all this was going on, before I went over, I asked one of the neighbors, you know, they may not have heard me call 911 again. So she takes off and goes in her house. Mm-hmm. So then, you know, thing continues. My neighbor motions me over. Uh, so I go over to the yard. The other people are talking to this guy, and he's still yelling and ranting. I call 911 again, and this time the dispatcher said, well, we're, we're busy. We've got other calls. So I waited around for a while, and then finally I looked at my friend, and I said, Let's, you know, can you get me to your alleyway? So she took me through her backyard. I went to the alleyway. I went up away, and then about 15 minutes later, I'm uh, now you know, about a half a block down, but I have a look at the situation. And they're still there. No police. So then I continue my walk around the neighborhood, and now I'm about another half a block, but this time, you know, instead of north, I'm to the west, and I'm looking again. Still no police. And I was told uh, last week uh, that the police, well, actually, it was dispatcher who told me that the police arrived uh, much, much later. Well, I happened to be in, uh, a couple days later, I happened to be in uh, near Kazajik's office, so I went in and had a talk. You know, the staff members are nice. And her comment was that they were getting complaints from Central Tucson District that the police were not responding. And she couldn't understand why they didn't respond. To when I told her, she asked me the time of the, you know, the incident, and I told her, and she said 
she did not remember there being a, you know, police barricade situation or SWAT being called or something. So she would look into it. Well, a couple of days after that, I get a call from the uh, lieutenant of the dispatcher, yeah, dispatch, you know, really nice guy. And we got to talking. And what he said, look, uh, we're short of police officers. He, and I said, okay. And I think you've talked about this before. Um, you know, I said, well, uh, we have 800 police officers covering all of Tucson. And I said, well, how many should you have? And he said, well, depending on the study, another 400 to 800 police wow. officers. Yeah. So, uh, and he says, as we're talking right now, I have 15 calls, which I have no police officer to send, you know, any police to send to. So I want the listeners to stop and think about that. All right, so let's continue on. Uh, last week, our neighborhood association had a meeting. So I happened to go, and that night uh, we were going to have a, the local police, the police officer assigned to our neighborhood was coming to, uh, to you know, talk. And uh, so before the meeting, I went up and uh, I talked to him because I didn't want to blindside him with my story. Really nice guy and everything. Uh, and so, um, you know, we, uh, the meeting went on, and so then we talked about the incident. And what I was trying to do was get the neighborhood association to get the other ones around our area to, to talk to the city council. Uh, and so then the police officer talked about 911 triage. You know, they have a priority list. Guns and knives get the top priority. Uh, then, you know, he goes down the, the list, you know, and obviously, you know, petty crime is going to be way down. What's your previous caller? You know, I think that was like number three or four on the list. Don't get me. I might be wrong. I'm hoping I summarize it correctly because I don't want to get the police department. You know, these guys are, I think, being very honest. Um, so then after he uh, discussed about, you know, guns and knives are first priority, um, the element, we were at an elementary school, and I want listeners to realize we were at an elementary school. The principal spoke up and said that they had a lockdown that very day. What happened was two vehicles pulled up, uh, five people in the first vehicle, two people in the second vehicle was just van. At least two guns were, from what I gathered from the story, two guns were displayed. One of the uh, students started yelling that there was a gun, the adult monitor looked over, saw that, yes, there was a gun. Um, she blew the whistle. They brought everyone in, went on to lockdown, and they called 911. No police arrived. They had to call TUSD security to come, and by the time security got there, the people, uh, you know, the, the two cars were gone. Wow. So um, what I wanted... Um, Hold on here. Uh, let me see if I had anything to add to that. Well, but hang on a second. So, yeah. so, so the, the the police were called because two people had guns outside of a school, an elementary school, and right. TPD never showed up. They never showed up. And when was this? What day? What? what? This was last week. And um, so, what the police officer said was, "Well, maybe." Uh, I think she. I don't know if the principal called again and said, "You know, they disappeared." And so then the police never bothered uh, showing up. But, I mean, the officer there, you know, took the description uh, of the people, you know, the vehicles and so on. And, by the way, I guess for your listeners, if you're seeing a white uh, four-door and a, a blue van uh, traveling together, maybe you ought to call the police and see maybe you'll get a response this time. Mm -hmm. Anyway, he then went on to talk about, which I don't think people here are understanding, 
what it takes to become a police officer. So well, hang on, you know, I'm just I'm, a, I'm just running short yeah. on time, so I, I can't get into that. Okay, but I'm glad that that you maybe we could do it another time. But I'm glad that you could share that story. Yep, because yeah. that is just that's insane to me. That's it. I mean, all that stuff happened to you, and then on top of that, outside of a school, TB was called it because they were gu- people saw guns and they never showed up for that. Yep. Wow. Yep. Incredible. So uh, I think people realize the only way this is going to stop is the city council and the police chief get pressured. Yeah, you're right. You're right. That's that's really it. Hey, uh, John, thank you so much for sharing. They need to know uh, where's the return on investment for all this stuff. We'll continue your reaction. Eight eight zero KNST eight eight zero five six seven eight. I'm getting even more texts from people and stories. So this is a big problem in our community. And we, it needs to be solved. Right? It needs to be solved. We'll continue. It's KNST. Your shot at $1,000 now. Text the word BILLS to 200-200. You'll get a text confirming entry plus iHeartRadio info. Standard data and message rates apply. That's BILLS to 200-200. Hello. How's it going? It's your morning ritual. It's 8.08 in the morning. Uh, It's uh, Garrett Lewis on KNST AM 790. Tucson's. Most stimulating talk. I mean, what a day. By the way, uh, notice there's not like a big deal of the really quick before three things. I'm violating protocol. But you notice there's not like a big deal in the networks or the media anywhere about the Republicans winning this government shutdown fight. Now, if Trump would have gave in and all of a sudden DACA was enacted for basically nothing, it'd be, oh, the Democrats won, Trump rolled, blah, blah, blah. It'd be like the lead story everywhere. Literally, Schumer gave up um, everything for nothing. Everything for nothing. Trump called the bluff. And it's like, well, we're going to move on to other things. <laughs> it's he has, crazy. He has hand. Uh, he did. Well, but, I'm saying the media, but the media, the media just is like, well, okay, well, yeah, there's other stuff. We'll talk. Yeah. Uh-huh, well, we're not going to mention that. Anyway, uh, three things I think you need to know. Apparently, it's been found in these text messages between disgraced FBI agent, and has nothing to do, by the way, with the uh, regular FBI agents, the one that do the hard work. This is up top. Disgraced FBI agent Peter Stroke and his lover, as Trump tweeted out this morning. He did. He did. I'll read that in a second. Uh, Lisa Page. uh, In those texts, they had back and forth with each other. Apparently, they, they referenced the secret society in the FBI to meet. They met the day after the election, the secret society to plot to take down Trump. Wow, wow, wow. Uh, Trump tweeted out, in one of the biggest stories in a long time, the FBI FBI now says it's missing five months worth of lovers stroke page texts. Perhaps 50,000 and all in prime time. Wow. Lovers. Dude, it's so funny. So yeah, secret society, biased FBI, they're supposed to not be biased. They're supposed to be down the middle. We're supposed to count on them. I think we can count on the everyday agents. We can't count on the the guys up top. Second thing that I think you need to know, uh, and this is is just a a huge thing, 81% of Americans, according to a a Harvard-Harris poll, want less legal immigration. We want uh, wages to go up here. We want jobs here. That's what we want. Uh, also Hispanic support for Trump up to 45%, third time it's at 45%, but of course he's racist and things like that and stuff like that, right? That's just how it works. Uh, huh. Uh, and even when it comes to immigration overall, more now trust Republicans instead of Democrats, 41 to 40% in a morning consult poll for Politico. 
Matter of fact, uh, Hispanics and and uh, blacks are now trusting at a higher percentage, not higher than Democrats, but higher than before Republicans when it comes to immigration. Because it's jobs, man. It's jobs, jobs, jobs for them. Third thing I think you need to know on the U of A campus, apparently women are not treated as well. At least this one woman, I should say this one woman, uh, is not treated as well. A dean at the women, a dean for women's gender studies, which produces probably zero jobs, by the way. Anyway, she claims she was not paid. And as evidence, she was not paid like other deans. As a matter of fact, she got paid a lot less than other men that didn't have as high of a, of a ranking as her. And how, I'm thinking, how can that happen at the liberal bastion of the U of A? I mean, they're supposed to be all for Hillary and the pay gap, uh, you know, no pay gap. Let's kill the pay gap. Let's get rid of that stuff. Yet at the U of A, they are, I mean, typical hypocrites. And they are apparently not paying this woman as much as men. And they knew it. I mean, according to all this evidence that is out there, they, they literally knew it. It's public knowledge what the salaries are because it's a public university. Uh, we'll get to that. Three things I think you need to know. $2 million lawsuit. Two million bucks. All right, 880-KNST, 880-5678. What was your experience with TBD if you called them, right? If you called them for a, uh, you know, burglary, crime, whatever it might be, whatever it might be. A matter of fact, I got, listen to this. Remember Digital Mike was on this show? Yeah, exactly. He's listening on the iHeartRadio app in Chicago. Half half frozen. Has even, and he'll text me, has even, he left for a girl. He left, I got to go live with my girlfriend. And we're like, don't do it, man. Don't (laughs) do it. And he left to go live with, you know, be with his girlfriend. It has even popped the question yet? Don't do it. Don't do it. It's too late. I mean, their freedom is already gone. But anyway. Got time for exactly. So anyway, he's out there listening on the iHeartRadio app in Chicago. Download it. It's, it's, uh, it's free. And he wrote me. He said it took Tucson police three hours when my house was, uh, when my house was burglarized in college. I was furious. I couldn't imagine waiting seven like the guys that mentioned that an hour ago. Man, oh, man, oh, man. Um, and think about this. After all these stories that I'm getting, right? Um, there was a story that came out a while ago. Do you remember this story? There was a website. Uh, Tucson is the sixth most dangerous big city. In the country, not just Arizona, in the country, the sixth most dangerous city in the country. And we've made, you know, the top of other lists. There was even another uh, website, uh, 247wallstreet.com, said Tucson is Arizona's most dangerous city. That was before that. That was in the summertime last year. The sixth most dangerous city in the country was in the fall of last year. Uh, Chief Magnus, of course, had a response to this. Um, He wrote, this is in the local paper, that the safety of our community remains our foremost priority. And crime reduction is one of the three key performance expectations that we've established for our members. Three expectations. What are the other two? Performance expectations? All right. Reducing crime is one, traffic safety is two, and community engagement is three. How about response time? Digital Mike just texts me, not yet. You're lucky she doesn't listen. Anyway, we met her. She's very nice. She could do so much better than him, too. Anyway, so... um, Ain't that the truth. Yes. So, Magnus writes, 
He blames this on the description of city. Tucson is the most dangerous city in Arizona. He said, what's lost in the headline is for the purpose of the article, the term city only includes Arizona jurisdictions with a population of 250,000 or more. So that means it only included Phoenix, Tucson, and Mesa. And he said, when the list is expanded to include all Arizona cities that chose to report their data, Tucson is the 10th, is 10th in violent crime per 100,000 residents. Mm-hmm. So he's making excuses and things like that. And I'm just thinking, okay, we've heard these stories where TPD is not showing up. And I'm getting emails from retired TPD. They talk to current TPD and things like that. Now, if, just think about it. If you call up and say, I was robbed, this happened, blah, 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 and they don't show up for hours and hours and hours, there's a decent chance, just like those guys that called an hour ago, when the police officer said, well, do you want me to write the report or what? And they said, well, what for? You know, it's already gone. I mean, what are you going to do? If there's no report, then there's no crime. Thus, crime is reduced. You get it? Is this being done purposefully by Chief Magnus? Where he wants, he doesn't, he says, all right, you know, let's just have fewer police on the street so they can't, they can't respond to as many bad things that are happening. And if we don't respond, then we don't take them down. If we don't take them down, that's less crime. We win. Just think about it, okay? Think about it. Okay. 880-KNST, 880-5678. Again, where is the return on investment? They just raised taxes in the city of Tucson to pay for police cars and equipment and firefighter stuff and fire trucks and firehouses. They just raised sales tax. Where's the return on investment for a Tucson resident? Do you feel safer? Is it really working? Hmm. Anyway, on this other website that has Tucson as the sixth most dangerous big city in the U.S., sixth most dangerous big city in the U.S., um, it says here, reward expert analyzed the elements that impact safety, ranging from health hazards to natural disasters to financial risks. Well, we don't really have natural disasters here, so, I mean, there's no hurricanes, there's no tornadoes, there's no earthquakes. It's actually a pretty good area to live for that. Um, they didn't just do crime stats. They said, we not only analyzed FBI crime statistics, we contextualized them. Keeping in mind, there is much more to safety than crime and murder rates. Okay, so you have that. Property, crime, all this stuff. So they said that with all their data, Tucson is the sixth most dangerous big city in the country. And where is uh, Chief Magnus on this? And I would love, I mean, doesn't he owe it to the public? I mean, we are by far and away the top talk station, and we are one of, we're always in the the top, generally five or three in the most listened to radio morning shows overall in, in the greater Tucson area. So why wouldn't you want to take this opportunity to talk, to answer questions? Am I getting it wrong? Is there a reason why this isn't happening? Are these just anomalies that generally the police are out there very, you know, much more quickly? A retired TPD officer emailed me and said, patrol squads that used to have six to ten cops now have about four. Tucson can't afford a police department, but it has to have one. Reducing costs is the only way. Hmm. 880-KNST, 880-5678. Remember a few years ago, they enacted that if you get into like a car accident, like a fender bender, if nobody's hurt, and you're not blocking traffic, they weren't going to send police to write a report. You do it on your own. There was like a like an app or a website where you can go to and you got to fill it all out. That was before Magnus, though. 
Lawrence, thanks for waiting. Welcome to KNST. Hello. Hey, how's it going there, uh, Garrett? I just uh, can't believe uh, last time I heard of a secret society in relation to a president, we lost uh, Abraham Lincoln. So uh, wow. I, I just don't understand that. Uh, they uh, Anyway, that's not, uh, well, that was why I called, but my secondary portion is, is I had a totally opposite experience. I uh, just recently, within the last month, <clears throat> I live at Broadway and Jessica. Okay. And um, my neighbor just moved in downstairs, and apparently she has a, a hound who doesn't like being in an apartment, ultimately, is what it ended up being. But I heard what I thought was somebody breaking into her apartment below my window because I was in my bedroom, and I'm like hearing this scratching like the tree was brushing up against the screen outside my window. Okay. And, uh, you know, and then I heard uh, the glass breaking and I'm like on 911 and I swear to God, I had to go, uh, go to work. And when I left for work eight, 10 minutes later, there were 12 cop cars. They had a remote thing inside the apartment looking for the intruder because I, I, I didn't, couldn't see anybody going into the apartment. Obviously I couldn't stick my head out my window. But, uh, you know, because of the screen. But, yeah, you know, I was like, yeah, and they were there, like, within eight minutes, ten minutes. So I think it's more of a strategy where they're urbanizing their police force. And really, quite frankly, without hearing it, I, I'm seeing that they're basically telling Pima County, step up in the county. And I mean right to the borders. Because if you live anywhere close to the border of our city limits in the county, they're gonna. It's gonna take them a long time because they're concentrating within the core of the city. So I think it's more of a strategy than, you know, purposely telling people to f off. And I don't think the cops like it, and that's why they get testy. Like well, I, want, I don't. You know, I don't blame. We're I being listen, told to go yeah. someplace else. You know, what yeah. am I supposed to do, dude? I don't blame. The, you, listen, hang on, hang on, hang on. Hold on. I, I don't blame the officers. The officers are being put in a, in a tough situation. You know they. They're being told to go do other things. There's not enough off, you know, of them, and they're being pulled. Yeah. I mean, can you imagine for eight hours never really oh, having a break, God. and you are just, I mean, you're going back <laughs> and forth and back and forth, and people are upset and angry every time, and you got to deal with that for eight hours every day? I mean, Dude, it gets I'm old. Surprised. I'm surprised they don't drink, like, really heavily at, to come down because that would be like an eight-hour adrenaline rush or 12 hours, you know, yeah. constantly. I, mean, I don't even see them at the donut shops anymore, man. Oh, well, that's just not. Come on. Come on. Yeah, no, Go New no. York Rangers. Oh, at see, least the Coyotes. I knew you were Al-Qaeda. <laughs> I got rid of him. Thank you. He's about to say that the Coyotes beat my Islanders last night. Oh, they did? I'm going to get it back on the phone. It was a very, very poor showing by my New York Islanders. Will you stop it? What? Oh. No. If you, listen, if you want to get in touch with a Rangers fan, uh, it is simple. It is a 1-800-TERRORIST. And... Uh, <laughs> <clears throat> that's not fair well so he had officers go you know show up to his home okay great great i get maybe it is they want to cover just the central part of the city i you know the other guys were living on the south part of tucson the south side of tucson which by the way we played that story a few weeks ago that uh you know if that the new soccer, soccer stadium is yeah. built it's going to just be great i mean it gets a bad rap over there i mean people always want to go to the south side of tucson and stuff yeah sure they do all right 822 we'll get more of your reaction we got to also uh get to the the, uh, the this crazy story about the secret society, man. The secret society that was, um, man, that was really uh, uh, talked about. In the FBI is a secret society. They're trying to plot to take down Trump. Are you kidding me? And Luis Gutierrez, the ultimate amnesty congressman, doesn't want border patrol agents on the border. 
Oh, we do you hear why? So we'll get to that. Uh, and then just some really angry women. Angry women. I'm seeing these stories about, yeah, the angry vagina march. And not many vagina hats were out there, but some were. What they were saying about Trump and everything else, I mean, you, 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 we're told that uh, Trump rallies and Trump events are really violent and nasty and dirty. Here's one. One lady held a sign at a um, at the Women's March in Los Angeles, and it said, Kill Donald Trump, kill Mike Pence. It's guillotine time, B-word. It's very uh, civil. So we'll get to that as well. It's a lot of we need to get to. Don't go anywhere. It's 823 back in 5, KNST AM 790, Tucson's most stimulating talk. Talk. Wow, I'm getting some pretty interesting emails that I don't know if I can share. I have to get confirmation about this. Hang on, keep it going. I have to write back. <laughs> Can I share this on the air? Do you want to? Okay. That's all we have. Hi, 830. Garrett Lewis with you. Uh, don't forget, facebook.com slash Garrett Lewis Radio. And like it and follow it. And don't forget my iHeartRadio channel, iHeartRadio.com. Search Garrett Lewis. iHeartRadio app. If you have that, you can search Garrett Lewis as well. It's my channel. And Ryan's going to put up, he puts up entire shows, puts up segments. I'm sure he'll put up uh, these two big-time calls in the 7 o'clock hour that we yeah, had. It kind of depends. All about uh, the experiences people have had with uh, TPD. That's just crazy stuff That's right there, man. It. Oh, stop it. Trying to rob me? I'll call, I'll call TPD. They'll be here next week. <laughs> exactly. Um, listen, it's not the police officers. I love the police officers. It's, it's, their, it's their boss. It's their boss. By the way, a listener, Jose, who used to argue with me, he was not a Trump guy, not a Trump guy, not a Trump guy. And then when Trump became the only person, okay. And then he's been like, all right, yeah, he's doing a really good job, blah, 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 blah. He just sent me a message. Ready for this? My company CEO announced a $750 to $1,000 annual bonus due to the tax legislation. Where he works, he said it's going to level four to nine employees. That's the middle class, basically, hashtag MAGA, make America great again. And I said, and you didn't believe in Trump. And he says, LOL, man, was I wrong. And the CEO is a big Hillary fan, too. <laughs> and they're still getting these bonuses, annual bonuses, thanks to this. Wow, it's, I'm waiting for that for our illustrious company, aren't you? Well, the bigger <clears throat> question is, Garrett, is uh, are they hiring? And where do I apply? <laughs> You're, they, don't, they don't hire you. What do you mean? What? I, I won't let them. Oh. I need you here. I need you here. All right, we'll get to uh, some sound bites coming up. Oh, you know, we'll do the U of A story. Uh, this is a great story. Uh, and it's great because I wasn't the one that was screwed over in pay. Uh, but the U of A, aren't they supposed to be like, you know, pro-women, pro-women's right, pro-equality? All this? Why are they playing? paying a women's dean a hell of a lot less? Wait till you hear how much less than other men on campus. It's coming up, and I wonder what they would say. Because, you know, they all loved Hillary and hated Trump because he's a misogynist sexist. Turns out they are. It's coming up. Here's the latest on KNST from Fox. Talk. All right, 840. What's happening? Three things I think you need to know. Number one, uh, all these text messages that have been found between uh, FBI agent uh, Peter Strzok, Strzok, whatever, and his uh, mistress, Lisa Page. Now, apparently, these text messages show that there's talk of a secret society of officials within the FBI that apparently met the day after the election of Trump to plot against the president-elect. Oh, yeah. 
to plot against him, a secret society. So we'll talk more about that. Uh, this is just getting even crazier and crazier. A secret society. By the way, is, would that be a coup? The beginning of a coup? I would, I'd probably think so, yeah. And why aren't they calling it that? I don't know, because it's, it's a plot. Nothing's happened yet. I, I, don't, I don't know. Why are you asking me? I, I, I don't know. Why, why don't they you know? It? Because there's no coup yet, because he's still there. I don't know. I, I, I don't know why I don't know. Leave me alone. Oh, okay. Second thing I think you need to know. Uh, but it's getting scary, isn't it? It's getting freaky. I hope that the FBI uh, agents like rise on up against their bosses. I really something's got to happen. Anyway, second thing that I think you need to know when it comes to uh, uh, immigration, Harvard Harris poll shows eighty-one percent of Americans want less legal immigration. Less legal immigration. That's pretty good stuff right there. 81% of people in this country, 81% of Americans, uh, 45%, according to a, uh, a morning, uh, the same, same Harvard-Harris poll, 45% of uh, Hispanics approve of what Trump's doing. Isn't that great? Because their lives are getting better. They're getting jobs, getting more money. Yet it has nothing to do with just Hispanic. I mean, enough is enough. I don't need people to remind. I'm the one that say the damn thing. Third thing that I think, you know, Ryan's writing me notes. Third thing I think you need to know uh, and this is, uh, this is another one for you. The U of A, we'll get into this. U of A, apparently not paying women the same as men, at least one woman, a dean of women, the women's gender studies. Uh, she's suing for $2 million. Arizona, Arizona border region is 2 million bucks claiming she is a victim of gender pay discrimination. We'll get into that. Three things I think you need to know. So, uh, wow. How about that? Now let's get into this story. From the U of A, really quick. Um, again, first, it's hard for me to take it seriously when it's the women's gender studies thing. Because, again, I just don't know what job you would actually have, right? I mean, it, women's gender studies. Is that where they're like, listen, you're a woman and your gender is, you know, I a female. So we're going to teach you what you need to do. Okay? Vacuum. Use a blender. Make a good sandwich. Give a good foot rub. You know, know how to make the perfect uh, the scotch on the rocks. I don't know. Is that what it is? It's ironic that this woman, a women's studies professor, and again, she was a dean. She was the dean. Patricia Mc, how do you pronounce Mc, McCorda, McCordell, McCordell, Patricia McCordell. She was the dean of the school's honors college, for goodness sake, and a women's studies professor, whatever, uh, filed a $2 million lawsuit against the border regents here in Arizona for systematic gender discrimination at the U of A, saying she was constantly underpaid as a dean compared to male colleagues. All right, sometimes she was underpaid, it says here, uh, by more than $100,000 compared to male deans, including her less experienced successors. And she said the school retaliated against her because she complained. She's now a tenured professor, so I guess she feels she can speak up because they can't do anything, you know, to her, which, all right, cool. She said uh, the pay disparity is at the hands of Provost Andrew Comrie and his predecessors who have the power to appoint deans and set their salaries. Uh, apparently, yesterday, the U of A announced this guy, Andrew Comrie, senior VP for academic affairs and provost, was resigning and returning full-time to the faculty. Is there, I mean, is that... For a reason, I I don't know. And anyway, who cares about that part? It says here that uh, during annual in this local paper during annual performance reviews, McCordell, 
routinely discussed the pay gap with provosts starting soon after she was appointed dean of the newly created Honors College in 1999. Her requests were disregarded. The lawsuit stated, except for in 2007 when she got a $17,000 salary bump, which didn't close the gap. But she got a bump, but didn't close it. Between 2013 and 2016, her last three years as Honors Dean, she made between $153,000 and $162,800. In the same time period, the lawsuit stated the average male dean dean made between $308,000 and $320,000. And this is all despite the fact she was the second longest serving dean. So in 2016, they upped her pay by $26,000 to raise her salary into line with what regular faculty in her academic department made, right? Based on seniority, things like that. Now get this. After announcing her attempt to step down in June of last year, her five-year contract, uh, after a five-year contract uh, ended as dean, she said she was pushed out of the position a year early by Andrew Comrie in retaliation. And somebody named Elliot Chu, a former associate dean of the College of Science since 2008, was appointed interim dean in her place at Honors College and made a hundred grand more a year than she did in her last and seventeenth year in that position. So didn't have as much experience, but was making a hundred grand more. I mean, it doesn't seem fair, right? And that's why I just I'm just like thinking again. I'm just thinking the U of A when we did the um, the big fundraiser for the victims of uh, of the hurricane in Houston for Harvey, right? When we did that. Uh, I mean, there must there were dozens, dozens throughout the whole world. We broadcast live there and raised money for the community food bank to raise money uh, so people could eat down in the Houston area, right? There were dozens of people from the U of A that would walk in, shake our hand, say, I love you, your show's great, but I can't tell anybody that I'm here, don't say anything, I gotta go. Because they're so paranoid that if people on the U of A's campus find they're conservative, that they're gonna be, I don't know what, fired, blackballed, who knows? Who knows, right? So you know most of the campus, the people that work there, the faculty, the administration, they don't like Trump. They love Hillary. What, did, what was one of the things Hillary ran on? Women need to get paid the same as men. Nobody's disputing that. But we've also proven on this show that the pay gap is a, is a, is a myth. It's a, it's a total myth based on uh, the majors women have in college, um, the jobs that they have. I mean, some professions pay more than others. Simple as that. But on the U of A campus, I mean, you know, they're above it all. They're better. I mean, they are. How is it possible that a woman is paid significantly less than a man? I mean, wouldn't these people be a bunch of Trump supporters then? Wouldn't you? I mean, that's what the media would want you to believe, right? Uh, it says here even Andrew Comrie, who's not a defendant, he's not named as a defendant, he's mentioned throughout the lawsuit, helping the school perpetuate a culture that marginalizes, demeans, and undervalues women. All at the U of A. It says his attitude and behavior towards women played a prominent role in his compensation decision and refusal to make appropriate adjustments for women who were underpaid relative to the male peers. Matter of fact, it says here in the lawsuit that he'd make sexist comments as well. It says here in the lawsuit, for example, in a meeting with a female dean, Provost Andrew Comrie inappropriately criticized her appearance, stating she should wear, she should wear skirts more often. What is he, Harvey Weinstein? That would be Matt Lauer. Or that too. Well, did Matt Lauer say the skirts? Sure. Or a member of Congress, John Conyers? Conyers. Was it Conyers that said that? You should wear more skirts. Who says that kind of a thing? I can't even say that to my wife. You should wear more skirts. I get punched in the face. 
Uh, the comment, by the way, was irrelevant to her job. You should wear more skirts. And in the same meeting, he told a female dean that another female dean had a Hillary Clinton complex. Watch this guy be a Trump supporter. <laughs> oh, man. So apparently, uh, I mean, there are some major problems over there at the U of A between the Rich Rod situation, the basketball team caught cheating and paying people and stuff like that. Uh, now you have this lawsuit seeking at least a million dollars in pay adjustments plus a million dollars in damages. Man. This has apparently happened a long time. A long time. What is this? Hang on. I don't, I don't, I don't. This is real. You know what? Get this person on the air if they want. If they have a complaint, put them on the air. I see what you're writing. Tell him. You know what? Tell him. No, hang, hang on. What, what, what's his name? I'm going to put him on the air real quick. Real quick. Real, I have a simple question. I have a simple. I have a very. I'm going to get. How am I going to get him? Nobody knows who you are. This person's calling up and making Ryan write a novel in front of my eyes. Complaining that I was talking about the in Britain and he hung up already. You scared him away. Oh, good. So last <laughs> and they never leave. He had to change a radio show last week because I was making there was a story in the UK. They have a socialized medicine, and they they're so politically correct over there in the UK that if a transgender woman, which is really a man that actually believes is a woman, wants to get a pap smear, what was it? It was a a, a smear test. I'm not always familiar with what that is. You know, you know what I'm talking about? Okay, right? It's, it's only for chicks. It's for their um, cervix, right? I don't own For one, cervical so I don't cancer. Know. I don't either. I don't claim to. Anyway, they said they would do that even if a man thinks he's a woman and he really has, you know, frankenbeans, you're still going to get the smear test because they don't want to make you mad or upset. So I went through the whole thing of like, what is it like for the doctor when he's like, hey there, Barbara, you're here for the smear test, right? And like, do you just like, Legs in the straps, you see the frankenbeans, you're like, where do I go? I got my hand, I got it full of stuff. Do I stick it down there? I won't really want to do that. Do I just like hit the inner thigh and be like, you're good, got what I need. See, like, this man is upset. That, I mean, really? This bothers you? I love this show, but enough about the lesbian and transgender stuff. Cover the real stuff. Do I not cover the real stuff? And by the way, this is a real thing. You don't think that they want this to happen in this country? Uh, I didn't type it up, but I was, he was like, cover the politics, let's send him to jail, let's get going. Oh, God, yeah, I, I wish I had the power just to do that. Well, I'd, so do I'd I. be the best dictator ever, the most benevolent one. Anyway, uh, so I just wanted to ask him, if he's so unhappy with it, where can I send the money back that he's paying to listen to the show? <laughs> Don't be mean. Hey, were you talking about, uh, what was that skirt thing you were talking about? Hey, Provo said you should wear a skirt to some chick in the lawsuit. It's named that way. Oh, well, uh, Brian called and said, what if your boss came in and said, hey, you should wear those sweet orange pants more often, you. See, I'm a man. I don't have feelings like a woman. It takes and a special I, kind of guy to pull off those pants. Yes. I, I would. Like I would, boss. I would take it as a compliment, <laughs> okay? And I don't care. These women, again, they wear too, way too touchy. Some guy says, wear a skirt. Be like, yeah, I must look good in a skirt. If some chick, I had a chick boss, she's like, you should wear tighter shirts to show off your pecs and your biceps. I'd be like... You're probably right. You're probably right. But that's the difference between men and women. Well, then I'll have to file a lawsuit because they'll never say that about me. Because you don't have what I have. I don't. Which also includes sweet mad. orange pants. <laughs> <laughs> Takes a special kind of guy to pull off those pants. Thank you. 853. Enough of... <sighs> what? Did, did he have a... Pro- Is that all he called to talk about out of every... So he remembered that from like a week, a week ago. Yes. 
That's why I do it. You remember that but stuff? He wasn't mad, but else. he loved it. He of loves course, it. he loves it. He loves it. it. Of course, he loves it. He more lesbian more. talk coming, and more transgender talk. We love. You know, let me tell you something. If there's two hot lesbians making out in a bar, this guy's not looking away. Okay, he's taking a picture. He's showing it to his friends. What is that bad? I know we're late. Okay, thank you. Oh, give me a break. So two hot lesbians make out in a bar, and this guy's staring at them. So give me a break. All right, we'll continue. It's Canister. You're shot at $1,000 now. Text the word money to 200-200. You'll get a text confirming entry plus iHeartRadio info. Standard data and message rates apply. That's money to 200-200. Yeah, 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 yeah. Hi, 907. Already it's 907. It's your morning ritual. Me, Garrett Lewis on KNST AM 792, Tucson's most stimulating talk. Three things I think you need to know. Number one, uh, it is now uh, come out thanks to Congressman Trey Gowdy and another guy. Doesn't matter what his name is, the congressman. That these, uh, these text messages between lovers, as Trump calls them, disgraced FBI agent Peter Strzok, and his uh, lover, FBI lawyer and mistress, Lisa Page, in these text messages, they talk about the secret society in the FBI meeting. Yes, the secret society. Officials within the FBI have a secret society that apparently met the day after Trump won the election to plot against the president-elect. Whoa, we'll get uh, into that. Second thing. That I think you would need to know when it comes to immigration and stuff like that. This is why one of the reasons the Democrats folded. Uh, the Trump immigration policy is uh, rising among Hispanics and blacks. That's a morning consult for Politico, a poll for Politico. Uh, it is rising. Uh, the poll shows Democrats just scored 44% trust among Hispanic registered voters. GOP, 37%. Oh, oh. Don't know, 19%. Wow, 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 wow. How about that? Uh, 81% of Americans want less immigration. That's a Harvard-Harris poll. 81%. That is, uh, that's pretty good stuff right there. In that same Harvard-Harris poll, by the way, 45% of Hispanics approve of what Trump's doing. You wouldn't think that, would you? That's why I think his overall approving is well over 50. I don't care what these stupid polls say. Anyway, so we have that third thing that I think you need to know. Oh, I actually was going to bring that up. Jeff Flake, there's a story in the Arizona Republic about Jeff Flake. Right? Um, Jeff Flake voted to fund the government for another few weeks because he said... um, it gives a better chance for illegal aliens to get a pathway to citizenship. That's what he cares about more than anything else. He told the Arizona Republic, quote, I do think that they have a better chance now to have a long-term solution instead of another short-term fix. No guarantee, but a better chance. It's all this guy cares about. That's it. There's something wrong with this guy. He's obsessed with illegal immigration, amnesty, and Trump. Three things I think you need to know. Now, speaking of this, Ryan, let's play. Uh, let's, you know, it's amazing. You you like literally have conversations. I know some of the listeners like to call a lot and you like have these, these man crush conversations with them. Uh-huh. I know they think Ladies that we have nothing too. else to do. 
Sure. Sometimes. Sure. Anyway, let's play. Um, I think it's just Stop funny. Whining. I know because you. They like to talk to you better than me. What's up with that about? Why? Like why? I'm friendly. I'll give you that because I'm not. All right. I sound good on the phone. That too. Hi, Candace. Steve. <laughs> that doesn't sound good at all. What are you doing? So let's play uh, Luis Gutierrez. Luis Gutierrez is a hardcore amnesty dude. I mean, he is like, he and Grijalva, I mean, they're like, you know, two nuts of the same tree, right? So <clears throat> Luis Gutierrez actually played the soundbite yesterday. He finally broke, and that's why I knew it was going to happen. He said, you know what? If Trump wants the wall, I don't like it. I think it's a waste of money. Let's give him all the money as long as we can have these uh, DACA and Dreamers. He likes to confuse them. It's a long soundbite, though. Okay. He basically just said he's willing to pay for the wall. You know, play the beginning of it. Play the beginning of it. Okay, if you didn't hear it, here we go. Listen. Look, I think the wall is a monumental waste of taxpayers' money. Yeah. And it's to build a, a monument to, to stupidity, mm, and, stupidity. And, and it's just idiotic. Idiotic. Having said Idiot. that, that's right. if that's what it's going to take in order to put 800,000 young men and women in this country, dreamers, and put them in You're a safe dreamers, place, and put them on a course to um, full integration in our society, if that's what the hostage takers <laughs> of the dreamers, if that's their ransom call, I say pay it. There you go. And it's idiotic. It's stupid. So you ever, like, build a house, and you're like, no, 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 don't build that fence. I don't want privacy. I don't want to stop people or anything coming on my property that I don't want. It's stupid. It's idiotic. It's mean-spirited, you dope. All right, anyway. Uh, Luis Gutierrez goes on MSNBC, and he actually says he doesn't want Border Patrol agents all over the border, which you figure that. Just think about that. I don't want Border Patrol agents all over the border. And I know what you're saying. Garrett, there's no way that he would say that. It's just dumb. Yes, it is. Listen, here we go. I don't want Border Patrol agents uh, by multitudes just all over the border. There you go. If you tell me, um, hey, Gutierrez, we're going to build fences. We're going to put some drones. That's very different than Border Patrol. Here's another thing. Hmm. Here's what they really Why, want. Pause, What's pause, wrong? Okay. He, didn't he call the, the fence or the wall stupid yesterday? And then or two days ago, now it's, well, it's okay. It's stupid to put Border Patrol agents out there. Okay, let's continue. Here we go. Here's what they really want. Why, when, what's wrong with having Border Patrol uh, on the border? Because they have. MSNBC? Because, A, we have enough Border Patrol agents on the border. Oh, We've yeah. doubled the number since I've been here in the last 10 years. So they're there. Oh, uh, yeah, even the president of the United States says to us, hey, by the way, Luis, I'm doing a terrific job. You know, um, border entries are way down, 70%. Granted, he's triumphed on that. So if you're doing that, but so, so what I'm saying is, look, what they want is tools to be able to deport families. They want additional tools, mm -hmm. and that's what happens. Remember, the Border Patrol agents just aren't on the border. They're 100 miles in their jurisdiction. They're going to go into Tucson. They're going to go into yeah. El Paso. They're going to go yeah. into San Diego, and they're going to create a deportation machinery there. That's what it is. That, don't you realize that? Border Patrol agents aren't actually going to patrol the border. They're going to be a deportation machine. Uh, isn't that ICE? Actually, ICE is the one that generally goes in there and busts people and arrests them when they're here illegally. Uh, but whatever, you know, Luis, way to go. So there it is. I don't want Border Patrol agents all over the border. We have enough of them. I mean, it's just obvious. And uh, they're going to create a deportation machinery. So basically, you know people are here illegally. You just don't want them to be found and arrested for breaking the law. That's another thing. Whatever. 
He continued, you got to love this, because he's offended by the term chain migration. There's a lot to this. And it literally, even uh, the, the MSNBC host, I think it's Casey Hunt, uh, even she at the end of this, she's like, I don't really know what you're saying. <laughs> it's like the end of Billy Madison. <laughs> you know, yes, you yes. make no sense. <laughs> May God we have mercy dumber. on your soul. You're all dumber now. <laughs> May God have mercy on your soul. Uh, listen uh, to this. We'll pause it for, for certain parts because he says a lot. Here we go. The other thing is legal immigration. You know what they're saying? That folks like my mom, she only spoke English, right? She had a, you know, elementary school education, but she made sure I went to school, right? She made sure I got to college. (laughs) So his mother, was she an immigrant? She only spoke English is what he said, right? Didn't he just say that? Did I hear that correctly? Yeah. What does that have to do with anything? So she only spoke English and a third grade education but she made sure I went to college. Elementary. She had elementary. Ele- sorry, elementary education. She had that, but she made sure I went to college. So I'm, I'm confused. Is your mother an immigrant? If she, Let's just say that he messed up, and let's just say his mother is an immigrant. That's, we don't want that here because when you only have a third grade, ed- he's like, oh, it's okay. Well, when you get people that only have third grade, seventh grade, eighth grade, tenth grade education levels, guess what? They're going to end up on the welfare rolls. They're going to need government assistance for a lot of things. And we're broke. And we can't just keep bringing in... We have enough people already here that need help. We can't bring in even more that need help, which is why whether or not Trump said it or not, which is why we don't want to bring people in from Haiti and third world countries, because we already have enough problems here trying to help everybody. Why should we bring in more people that can't help themselves? And by the way, every other country in the world, like especially Canada, you have to prove that you actually can take care of yourself and can't. you can't get on... The government program. All right, let's uh, let's go. Right, she made sure I got to <laughs> and college. And here you are. And here I am. Oh yeah, that's what and we yet, need more of you. They don't understand that when they talk about, and it's a very disparaging term, this chain migration. It's really about family. So it's my ability, Luis Gutierrez' ability, to say I want to bring my brother, or I want to bring my Why? wife, or moreover, I want to bring my family. Now think of Donald Trump a moment. What has he done? He inherited the company from his dad. Because his dad thought it was good to have family involvement. His children are involved in the business. If it's good for them, it's good for families to an immigrant. That's the cornerstone of our basis. What? All right, Congressman Gutierrez, we're going to have to leave it there. (laughs) So I'm catching up to you on the connection uh, to to the Trump businesses. But I I really don't know what the hell you're talking about. So, uh, again, someone that somehow got here, whether they won a visa lottery, diversity lottery, which is just stupid, and they could bring... Hundred uh, over a hundred family members here. How is that fair? You have people waiting in line for years to come here. They still have to wait, but they could bring in everybody they want. If you want to make sure families stay together, they can stay together in their own country. If someone wants to make the journey here and they earn it themselves, great. They earn it themselves. We don't need to bring more people that are on the welfare rolls here. We have too many people already on the welfare rolls. We can't afford this crap. We're twenty trillion in debt. Luis Gutierrez, rocket scientist. I mean, this guy, is a, he's a real piece of work, isn't he? Real piece of work. 880-KNST, 880-5678. Uh, I got some more winning for you. I have some more winning for you. Um, you won't believe. Do you know Stephen Miller? I've talked about Stephen Miller on this show. He is one of Trump's senior advisors. And he is an immigration hawk. This dude is bright. He writes a lot of Trump's speeches, I believe. I mean, this guy, he knows when it comes to immigration and illegal immigration. He's a genius. I love this guy. I love this guy. 
Well, apparently, um, he was invited to have a debate with the ultimate in amnesty, Lindsey Graham. Stephen Miller, part of the Trump team, and the media and the uh, amnesty people are trying to say that Stephen Miller is outrageous. He's this. He wants laws that are on the board, on the books now enforced. That's what he wants. Well, there was. There, uh, I'll let you know who was trying to set this up. Imagine a debate between Lindsey Graham and Stephen Miller. Uh, Stephen Miller accepted. What did Lindsey Graham do? You'll find out coming up in about uh, five nine nineteen. On KNST AM 790. It is just incredible. Wait till you hear it. Get your reaction as well. We're back in five. KNST AM 790, Tucson's most stimulating talk. In talk. Yeah, 926. Thank you for hanging out. 37 out now. Going to be 67 for high 73 tomorrow. Still cold. <laughs> 73 still cold. Um, iHeartRadio.com. Search Garrett Lewis for my channel. iHeartRadio app. Download it. It's free and easy. And you could just straight up search Gary Lewis on that as well. Ryan will have, what do you think, by 11 o'clock? By 10, 30, 11 o'clock, something like that? The, yeah. um Who shot the DJ? Anyway. I did. Okay. As long as you let me work. Sorry. Get my work done. Sorry. Yes. Uh, he's going to have the, uh, the, the amazing phone calls. We had interviews, basically, with some people that have had horrible experiences because TBD refused to actually show up when they called and said, we've been burglarized. They show up seven hours later. They don't, I mean, there's some bad stuff that's going on. And uh, it'd be nice if the Tucson City Council actually talked about this instead of trying to say that we're against the border wall and we should be part of the Paris Climate Accords and everything, you know, things that you can impact for 100, Alex. How about that one? So anyway, those two calls, I mean, they will blow your mind. They'll be up on my channel and I'll put it on my Facebook page as well. Facebook.com slash Garrett Lewis Radio. Like it and follow it. Am I giving too much info? Maybe I am really quick. Drudge, who very rarely tweets, usually deletes his tweets after he tweets, Matt Drudge, tweeted out 23 minutes ago. Ready for this? Remember that the author of that fake book about Trump, Michael Wolff, The Fire and Fury? So Drudge tweets, time to call out Michael Wolff and his fabricated bull bleep. I had dinner with the president a few weeks ago, and he was in fine form. He was optimistic, engaged, on top of the world, loving the job, and already talking about his 2020 re-election run. And that's after, uh, it, there's a story in the Hill today. Michael Wolf said he believes Trump does not want to be the president. Listen. Uh, I love Trump. I never really liked him before he ran for office. But you don't think that he loves being the president, the guy in charge? We all have egos. The ego? You don't think? Yeah, right. He doesn't want to be president. Get bent. All right, anyway. Uh, let's play uh, Lindsey Lindsey Graham. See, okay, here's the thing. Well, let's do number two first. The Tucker Carlson has had Stephen Miller on. Stephen Miller is uh, one of Trump's top advisors. He is a genius. He's the one that owned Jake Tapper a couple weeks ago. Uh, genius when it comes to a lot of things, including illegal immigration. Has a great band. Different guy. He's not Steve. It's Stephen. 30-year-old Jewish guy, even though Trump apparently is a white nationalist that is anti-Semitic. And, of course, his daughter's Jewish, and his son-in-law's Jewish, and his grandkids are Jewish, but he's anti-Semitic. I mean, it's just how it goes, right? So, uh, Tucker apparently said, all right, let's get a debate between Stephen, uh, Stephen Miller, who wants to have some real meaningful immigration, change illegal immigration, limit 
legal immigration. Do you know that, uh, again, we bring in a million legal immigrants a year. It's more than every country in the world combined. You have any idea about that? So we want to cut down the amount of legal immigrants because we just don't need them as much. We have college kids. We have regular Americans that can't find jobs. Wages are suppressed. Enough is enough. Anyway, Lindsey Graham is the complete opposite. He is a sellout rhino big government tool bag. So Tucker Carlson said, let's have a debate on my show between Lindsey Graham and Stephen Miller to find out who is right, right? Who is right about this immigration thing? Well, Stephen Miller accepted. Lindsey uh, Lindsey Graham, that chicken bleep? Listen to this. Senator Lindsey Graham announced the White House advisor Stephen Miller is an extremist on immigration. It is Miller's fault, Graham says. The Senate can't work out a deal on DACA, even though, of course, Graham is in the U.S. Senate and Stephen Miller is not. Graham didn't explain how Miller was wrong in immigration. No details at all. He just said he was extreme and should therefore shut up. We spoke to Stephen Miller, and he's perfectly willing to come on this show and debate Senator Graham directly Mm -hmm. live about their differences on immigration. That would be a fascinating and edifying conversation. We'd all benefit from that, but Graham has refused. Oh, he's refused because he knows he can't win. Want an example? I mean, we know that he's stupid. This is, is, uh, you know, McCain's stepson right here, Lindsey Graham. I mean, he's just... He is just an open border, big business sellout. He's everything that's wrong with Washington, D.C. He doesn't like you. This guy is just doing everything for big business and cheap labor. Listen to Lindsey Graham talk to the media. Because, in the you know, is he attacking Stephen Miller because he's too afraid to attack Trump? Because Trump will own him? I don't know. He's a Republican. Lindsey Graham, rhino, in name only. Listen to him talk to the media. Here we go. When you say the president's being badly served by his staff, are you talking... I'm talking about, I like General Kelly. I think he's a wonderful man. Are you saying Steve Miller? I'm, yeah. I'm saying that I think the reason we yank these things back is because Mr. Miller, I've known him for a long time. Mm. I know he's passionate. I know he's an early support of the president. But I'll just tell you, his view of immigration has never been in the mainstream of the Senate. And I think we're gonna, never going to get there mainstream. as long as we embrace concepts that, that cannot possibly get 60 votes. One of the concepts that I just completely reject is that we have too much legal immigration. Now, Mr. Miller wants to restrict legal immigration at a time we have a worker shortage or a declining population. We need more legal immigration. So Mr. Miller has evolved on a pathway to citizenship, but to for every green card you give a DACA recipient, he wants to take one out of the system. Isn't that great? I got an email from a listener very early this morning before the show or late last night. Was genius. Think about that, right? If there's 800, he called him, did he call him Dreamer or DACA? Did he say Dreamer? It's DACA. It's 800,000 DACA. Dreamers are different people, different illegal aliens. So this listener had the same idea as Stephen Miller. Fine. You want, you want to put uh, the DACA, you want to have the DACA citizens uh, or DACA legal aliens, excuse me, be here for every one, 800,000 that we bring in. Fine. We limit, we take away uh, the ability for 800,000 legal immigrants to come here because we can only take so many people. I like that idea. Why is that bad? Let's continue. And he wants to take one out of the system. And I don't want green cards just for computer engineers. Oh, no. If you're out there working in the fields, if you're a construction worker, mm. I want some of those people to have a way to stay here. Oh, yeah. Because if you're running a business and you have a um, guest worker who's really good, that would add value to our country, I want them to have a chance to get a green card. I just don't want to be a country in the future of just computer engineers or high-tech people. Yeah, top of the forgotten man. Yeah, I mean, hello, genius. I mean, show your cards, buddy. Show your cards. We, I remember right after Trump got in and immigration, uh, the border crossings went down like crazy, 
Illegals left. They self-deported. In Texas, we talked about the story, there was a 30% increase in wages for construction workers. In Texas, it's happening all over the place. And now that all of a sudden this amnesty idea is going on, you're seeing the uh, border crossings go up now to Obama-era levels. They want to get here in time. How do you prove when someone got here if they're here illegally? They can say whatever the hell they want. So Lindsey Graham is too chicken to actually, uh, you know, uh, debate Stephen Miller. He's so right about it. These guys don't want to be challenged. That's why John McCain, Jeff Flake never want to come on this show. Martha McSally, chickens out on a Saturday night. Oh, I, I, I can't be there. Still waiting for her. I saw her again yesterday on Fox. You know, she make her appearance on Fox where she can talk like this in an uptick and talk about, they, what a waste. You're not fooling anybody, Martha. You're more than welcome to come on this show where you talk to your actual voters directly. They're trying to create this image. That's why she stays away because she's going to be exposed on this show. But if you go on the national shows, they don't really know what to ask. They ask vague surface questions, which is okay. And she can give out her thing and say what she wants, create this image of her being really tough on things. And da, 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 da. Oh, yeah. It's all image. It's all BS, to be honest with you. And she's hoping people fall for it. I don't think so. All right, 934. We'll continue because we're here till 10. I get paid till that. And, and then I'm done because I don't get paid anymore for that. But Are you getting paid? Good. Yes. Oh. What do you want? Gender? Uh... I want equality. Stop whining. All right. Uh, this is, uh, this is uh, <clears throat> a talent equality. <laughs> I'm just... Congratulations. Oh. All right, we'll talk about the um, secret society coming up as well as... Oh, boy. Remember that whole... The, the thing they were saying about... Uh, California? Uh, no, 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 no. Screw California. About uh, Democrats wiping everybody out and taking everything back in November. They're winning everything. Apparently, uh, the polls are now showing differently, all because of one thing. We'll get to that as well. This is great, great, great news. It's coming up. Here's Fox.